Hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live, on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have a special guest, but I want everybody to be patient, be nice. Marco Farrell has never had a microphone in front of his face before, so... But he's going to do just fine. He's got a big smile on his face. He loves the fish, and he likes to talk. So I think this is going to work out just great. And uh, today what we'd like to be talking about is kind of a seasonal thing. On the East Coast for the last, what, three, four weeks now, terrible flooding. Um, and the on the West Coast, we've been in a four-year drought, one of the worst in history. But it uh, looks like that's going to be coming to an end very soon. As I predicted about six months ago, the El Nino is real, it's here, it's not something that may happen, and I'm predicting that we get uh, twice our annual rainfall this year. And instead of the headlines talking about the news, it's going to be talking about flooding and and, uh, mudslides. But uh, anyway, Markle, welcome to Fish Talk Radio. Thanks, John. Glad to be here. Well, he's got a radio voice, too. Ah. That's cool. Okay. Um, anyway, Mark is going to be helping us out. We're going to maybe start off with him a little bit and uh, um, see what's, uh, you know, what's some, some of the ideas that he has and what he's been doing. And, of course, the West Coast and the East Coast are certainly two different places. Some strange things. I just got back from Baja the other day. The fishing off California for the exotic pelagics is better than it is in Baja. But we still had a good time, right, Ken? Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, no, it, it was great. It's you, you know the, the the fishing is one of the reasons you go, but it's not the only reason. But uh, so we're going to have to take a, a break in just a, a few seconds, and then we're going to come back and talk to Marco for a little bit. And we have Mark Lazine from Bass Angler Magazine, and we have Ken that works with the Rocky Mountain. Recreation. They operate about seven or eight marinas in California. So we're going to get a perspective from those guys. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and make sure you go to our website, fishtalkradio.com, and you should be able to listen to this show. Just go to the front page and, and hit it, and you can listen to it again and again. We'll be right back. Set on the magnificent Sea of Cortez, the Grand Heritage Resort and Spa at Marina Costa Baja is the first five-star resort in La Paz, Baja South. Overlooking a 250-slip marina and white sand beaches, enjoy two signature restaurants, a world-class destination for fishing or diving. Enjoy five-star elegance in the charming laid-back city of La Paz. Dock your boat and enjoy the marina village. Visit on the web at CostaBajaResort.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust Sport Fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust Sport Fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hannigan in studio, and we have Marco Farrell sitting in right next to me, and I already found out he's got a radio voice. Now, uh, this is uh, Marco's debut on nationally syndicated radio, but I'm not worried about him a bit. He's, uh, he's a very avid angler, and I was looking for a co-host, and I thought, well, who's, uh, who would be fun to have on? Someone that's exciting and passionate angler. We have no idea what we're going to talk about, but uh, you know, we're just going to sit around and talk about stuff we like. Yeah, fishing. Yeah, the we we probably spend too much time talking about the weather, but if you're an outdoorsman or an angler, it really is important. And what uh, one of the things we might talk about in the beginning is you've got your little um, iPad or whatever it is right there that you're looking through some different sites, and maybe you can give some people some ideas on where they can do that. I know, I remember in, uh, let's see, it was 2003, it was in La Paz, and that was when Hurricane Marty came to visit. At that time, it was the worst hurricane, it was like between, almost three, <clears throat> the two to three, and the day before the hurricane came, we were out fishing, and there's all these big black clouds and lightning that are happening, and, and I go, gee, that's strange, and when we get back in, and there's all this jabber on the radios. And when we get back in, um, they're taking the uh, patio furniture and the plants and stuff and putting them away. And we go, what's going on? And go, oh, we might have a little bit of rain tonight. And and then and then they started bringing out candles and matches <laughs> to the rooms. <laughs> but we had no clue, no clue. And it wasn't that long ago that um, you really did not have that much warning. Nowadays, 
you know, they you know, it's tracked by satellite and it goes, you know, I mean, you know, a week ahead of time, you don't always know exactly, you know, it's coming, but it can veer one way or the other. But uh, go ahead, Marco. I grew up uh, fishing and surfing in small boats without any electronics. And I think mm-hmm. that really helped me gain the knowledge that I have today. And we knew we didn't have radios. We had a little square radio cube at home, but we didn't. Oh, the weather the thing? Yeah. weather cube. Yeah. But, you know, little things like uh, if we saw the, the, the clouds hugging the tops of the mountains, we mm-hmm. call them clouds of death. And we knew that it oh. was going to get really windy about 11 o'clock. So you had to tailor your fishing day to those conditions. And, and now uh, with, a, with a smartphone, uh, you can actually be out at sea with a satellite internet connection and see exactly what's coming down the turnpike. So that has really helped us uh, see what conditions are out there. Uh, I can pull up the latest mm-hmm. sea, sea temperature maps mm-hmm. and see where the well, current breaks uh, and the temperature ter- yeah, breaks. Terrafin, which is uh, like 100 bucks a year. You can use it all the time you want. And don't tell anybody, but once you get the password, you're not supposed to share it, okay? Right, <laughs> but, right, uh, right. But uh, uh, it gives you sea surface temperatures anywhere in the world. And uh, yeah. those those current yeah. breaks and temperature breaks are where the fish are going to mm-hmm. – where they're going to congregate, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to use a, a, a site, weatherunderground, wunderground.com. It's is got, that what it is, wunderground.com? And okay. uh, it's uh, it's got multiple different layers. You can look at different storm tracks see which directions they're going in, see what forecasts they are, so you can be safe on the water and get home safely, which is the most important thing about what we do. Mm-hmm. So, um, and what about uh, if you're you know, 500 miles from the ocean? It still gives you the same... Yeah, weather underground is, is not ocean-based. It's, it's mm-hmm. worldwide-based, and you can see the weather anywhere in the world. They've got, I think, thousands of different weather reporting stations. And uh, I was just looking the other day. You can click and see the different rivers. You can see the different active and potential fires. Uh, so it, it, oh, really? if you're backpacking and can get signal, it could really be a, a lifesaver um, as well. So wunderground.com. Mm-hmm. Well, the NOAA has a, a pretty good site, too, with the, with the, with the uh, uh, radar. Yep. That kind of, you can see and, you know, you can kind of track where the – you know where the 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 green areas. Yep. You know, hopefully not the red areas, but you know, right. <laughs> you know, as they're moving, you can give a pretty good idea. Yeah, and it, it's it's so accurate that you can see exactly. In other words, um, you can see where it's raining ten miles from where you are, and you can see where you're kind of a little hole in the clouds, and it's not raining. That's and, another thing is is watching, especially. Um, we don't have many around here, but uh, in other areas, you get a lot of these thunderstorms that are really locally based, and they can be really dangerous, and they can have their own microclimates with both lightning and uh, extreme winds, very localized winds. And you can look at these satellite loops and see where you are mm-hmm. in connection to what, specific yeah, clouds. And what direction they're coming and which, from. And, mm-hmm. and when, when and where to seek shelter. Mm-hmm. But I, anyway, I would like to give a plug for Terrafin. Yeah, Terrafin's um, great. You can you can go and they'll give you a sample data, but of course, it de- you know they have to depend on the cloud cover because the satellites don't see through clouds. Right, right. Uh, to read the temperatures, but you can get the chlorophyll in the water. It's primarily for salt water, but you can get the chlor. You can get the sea surface temperature SST. Yeah. By the yep. way, and uh, or or the uh, chlorophyll, which gives you the the uh, clarity of the water. Yeah, chlorophyll is, uh, is uh, I, I believe it's a measure of the plankton and mm. the different uh, clarities of water. So, yeah, mm. that's, that's important to, to factor into your mm-hmm. decision-making when you're going fishing as well. well. When you're going fishing, 
you know, a lot of times there are people are lucky and, you could, you know, it's only 10 minutes away. But if you're going to be doing a, an excursion, especially if you're going to go up into the mountains, there's, uh, you know, <clears throat> it happens all the time. It's saying, oh, this is fine. I remember many years ago in Idaho, I uh, was going on a little four-wheel drive with a camper shell in the back to this trophy lake up in northern Nevada. And Terry's packing all this stuff into the uh, uh, to the truck, you know, all these, you know, of course, steaks and, you know, all the mm-hmm, good stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he had all these jackets and, and ring gear and all this stuff. And I go, Terry, what are you doing? He goes, John, you never go into the mountains unprepared. And sure enough, the next day we're out in the lake and it started snowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had friends uh, <clears throat> three or four years ago, the last big rains we had, they left on a Wednesday afternoon, early afternoon, to go back to uh, a, a schoolhouse, um, an old <coughs> abandoned um, shelter mm-hmm. in the National Forest here. And the weather was clear, well, an hour after they lost connection, uh, they changed to rain and then heavy rain. And they watched it go from, and they had uh, 23 or 24 water crossings and um, watched river? it go in the river. And the river kept coming up? And the river kept coming up. They wow. sheltered in place. They had the food to stay. Mm-hmm. And a helicopter showed up to save a bunch of Boy Scouts. Oh. And uh, so they went over and they said, listen, you don't have to come with us. But if you don't, there are two more storms coming. Yeah. And so they uh, they evacuated with their two dogs. Wow. Um, and uh, the type of people they are, they felt so bad about leaving the the um, the, the old schoolhouse in the in the way the shape it was. They they've come back two or three times mm-hmm. as volunteers and hiked back in to both restock it and clean it. So yeah. sportsmen tend to really appreciate our environment well, and what we're, we we're, do. Well, you know, we're talking about going into the outdoors in the mountains, but I would just like to, you know, something we've talked about a lot. When you go in the ocean and everything looks fine, but uh, all of a sudden a cloud comes over and you go, oh, wow. So make sure, all the basic necessities, you know, first, first of all, uh, personal flotation device. And you want to make sure the boat has flotation and you want to have a radio um, and it's not a bad idea to you know keep some extra supplies, Here, and then uh, make sure you don't run out of gas. Well, and another another vital piece of safety equipment I think people often forget is your anchor. And I think oh. not deploying your anchor if you have an engine failure, you run out of gas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first thing you need to do is is when you have a problem and you are in water shallow enough. Throw your anchor and then Well, you even can, if you're in deep water, right. you, know, you want to throw an anchor out. Right, or, right. Or a sea anchor or something. Yeah. People often forget. And, and then if you're too late, you're on the rocks, it's too late. Mm-hmm. So the Power Squadron puts out a great a boating class. And I would highly recommend anybody that spends time on any, any boat, uh, look up your local Coast Guard Power Squadron. And uh, they put out a, a boating class and give you a certificate. And you learn mm-hmm. a lot of things you don't realize okay well that's so much for the first segment i that was very great you're good at this marco (laughs) i enjoy it and we're going to come back and we're going to be talking to ken with rocky mountain recreation and then we're going to bring mark lasane on from bass angler magazine and we're going to be pretty covering the subject as to what uh, what to expect in the next six months uh the east uh, the northeast has already got theirs and but we're going to get ours in the west coast so we're going to see what, uh, what effect that's going to have on the outdoors and on the fishing. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to this show as many times as you want. It's right on the front page. We'll be right back.
first named La Paz in 1566, the fourth largest municipality in Mexico, still has a provincial Mexican atmosphere. On the Sea of Cortez, the most biodiverse body of water in the world, La Paz has year-round world-class fishing. With a rich history of pearls, pirates, and legendary fishing, La Paz in Baja Sur makes for the perfect fishing vacation. Spring in La Paz, you catch Trophy Pargo, Giant Yellowtail, and Sierra. Find more at VivaLaPaz.com. Viva La Paz! The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Wormer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at V-A-G-A-B-U-N-D-O-S dot com or call 800-474-BAJA. Guy fly, wet fly, anybody's guess. Got a knot in my leader and my line's all a mess. The fish ain't Hey, this is Mark O'Farrell and I'm here with John Hennigan and... Uh, on Fish Talk Radio. And I was, I'm sorry, I had a mouthful of potato chips, so, and so I was drinking some water. I not actually, I just wanted to put Marco uh, uh, give him some pressure, but he did good. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, and uh, we have um, Ken on the line from Rocky Mountain Recreation. Now, Marco and I were talking about the weather, different ways you can use the modern methods before you head out. Or even when you are out there and you, uh, you know, got your iPhone or iPad or, you know, as long as you can get some service. But uh, Ken has been worth with Rocky Mountain uh, Recreation for some time. He used to be down Santa Barbara. He's operating uh, Santa Margarita Lake now. And what we want to talk about is, the, I guess, the uh, 
south, or the northeast, you know, and, and the, uh, some areas have been suffering some terrible, terrible floods <clears throat> and uh, mudslides. Matter of fact, uh, on the news the other day, they said, I'm not sure exactly where it was in the Carolinas or something, they got um, 12 inches in one day. And, you know, that's so even if even, you know, that's not counting when it runs down. But you can imagine, you know, I mean, if you got a swimming pool and the next day it's a foot higher, that's a lot of rain. No doubt. But uh, anyway, and we are we've also been talking about the El Nino. And the good news is, is the uh, uh, the exotic pelagics that have been moving up the West Coast. Uh, I don't think. Anybody's ever seen that before for what's happening right now, Margo? We've had some amazing, amazing uh, visitors from down south. Uh, I saw a big school of needlefish off Gaviota. Never, never seen needlefish up here. Under a, a kelp paddy. And a friend of mine's uh, son, two weeks ago, uh, four miles off the coast of uh, Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. reached over and picked up a seahorse. I've never wow. seen one of those. Wow. Oh, I've, I've got that picture. We'll put it up on What the, is the water temperature up in uh, central Southern California now? Right now, it's, gosh, it's been a month and a half, two months. It's been over 70 degrees. It's yeah. 70, 72, 73 average. Which is about 8 degrees above normal. And uh, the highest I've heard is 79.8 at, at the Anacapa buoy. Wow. Oh gosh. That, that's hot, Baja hot, weather. Hot, hot. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, actually, I just got back from Baja, and, you know, the trip was set up some time ago. <clears throat> Um, but I know the fishing off California is better than what we found down there. We had a great time, and we caught fish. But if you're just looking for fish, you don't need to get on an airplane and, uh, if you live in California. And on a lot of those long-range boats, you're not having to buy Mexican permits because they're actually going up. Uh, going north instead of south? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, cool. We had a, a week period where they were fishing. The, the Oxnard boats were fishing next to the Excel and some of those big long-range boats out mm-hmm. of San Diego, and they're oh. all fishing the same body of fish. Well, um, what, we're, what we want to get to, and I know, Ken, that, that you're not a meteorologist, but you're certainly a, an angler. And we, there's certainty now. As a matter of fact, what was this article that you said uh, that the, the El Nino is too big to fail? Is that what they said? LA yeah. Times uh, headline six hours ago, the uh, El Nino is too big to fail. Mm-hmm. Now, wow. what that means with all of this warm water and evaporation, um, the, we're looking to get at least I'm predicting at least double annual rainfall this year after a four-year drought. Now, Ken, what I'm wondering is if we do get this rain, which I already said we're going to, <laughs> is with the everything being so low now, what's, what, is, what is effect is going to have on the rain in the fishing uh, in the western United States? Well, you know, one of the advantages of, uh, you know, people, there is an advantage to a drought if you're an angler, obviously. I mean, uh, reservoirs always fluctuate. They go up and down. But, you know, now the lake's been down, like you said, it's been four years. Uh, there's been a lot of brush growing and stuff like that that you're not gonna, that's, that's there that wasn't there before. And uh, when the lake does fill up, of course, that creates a ton of habitat. And you have the advantage of knowing where that is from the get-go, from, you know, by seeing oh, it yeah. visually. And, you know, you could always walk around with a handheld GPS and mark stuff like that, and uh, it can really make for some really good uh, fishing opportunities. Ken, I have a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, we know the rain's coming, but it's not here yet. What I would suggest is everybody that is listening, if they can, go to your lakes with your camera. Mm-hmm. 
And that way you, you can actually see exactly what the bottom contour is as opposed to just reading it on a, uh, on a, uh, a depth sounder. And if you, uh, if you do that and capture the background, you can use that to help triangulate exactly where you are because once the water levels rise, everything's going to look different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But a great yeah, idea. It, it, it should make for some great fishing. I mean, um, of course, there's going to be a, quite a period where, you know, if, if, for instance, at this lake, uh, you know, at Santa Margarita, there's a river they dammed up. You're going to have a lot of silt coming in. It's going to be really muddy conditions for a while which will make for some tough angling. But, I mean, um, you know, once that clears up, I mean, the springtime should be epic, in my opinion. We haven't had a good spawn in any of our lakes in quite a while because of the low lake levels. And, uh, you know, so it should, it, it's just going to help all the way around. I mean, we're gonna, you're going to have a good spawn, so it's going to create, uh, you know, future generations of fish mm-hmm. that will be able to be caught and, and everything in the future. It's just, it's a... Win-win situation when this lake fills up, or all of them do. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and I think you alluded to, and I think it's uh, something that's very significant. Uh, the bad news is the drought that we've been having, but what's happened is as the water level has dropped, um, especially lakes that you know are, they're usually kind of shaped like a like a martini glass, I guess, where you know it's it's not straight up and down, so that as the water drops down, the uh, outer lying areas that usually have water in them. It goes away, and it's uh, and it's been enough time to grow uh, habitat. So when they do fill up again, there's going to be all these shrubs and, and grass and, and all these uh, habitat for the for the fish. So um, that should be great. Now, how long do you think it would take for that to return? It doesn't happen you know, overnight, but you're thinking about the next year or two years. Oh yeah, I, I think that you know, uh, again, to really feel the effect, it's going to take a couple years for those fish. That are going to, you know, uh, again, I anticipate a great spawn if the lake is full. If any lake is full, you're going to have a good spawn. Um, and you're looking at probably three years for those fish to be a nice catchable size, depending, of course. There's a lot of, very, you know, variations. But, I mean, I would say three to four years you're going to have lakes that are chock full of bass and all, all predators and game fish, you know, Well, in my opinion. That's yeah, what well, say, it's yeah. like bad news, good news, huh? Yeah, again, it's, you know, people always think the drought's such a bad thing, and it is, of course, but, I mean, as far as angling goes, in a lake, once again, like I mentioned earlier, you know, you're going to be able to, for one, you're seeing areas that you used to catch fish, and you know why why that was holding fish, and you can say, oh, wow, you know, because, you know, as, as Mark can tell you, uh, uh, a graph isn't perfect. You can't exactly see what's down there. You know, you have an idea, but to actually see the stuff visually, you know why that why that? Why you caught an eight pounder off that 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 point or what have you? You know, mm-hmm. and then you'll know that's there, and and um, it can really help you. So sneak out this weekend and uh, start taking some pictures as many as you can. And and uh, I think Marco mentioned also put the background in it too, so that you can use it for triangulation. No doubt. Google Maps is another great <clears throat> resource. You can mm-hmm. use Google Maps, uh, find your local lake, and then click the uh, satellite view. And uh, print that out. I've done that. Uh, really? I actually go up. How, and it, how current are those? Uh, you, they're, they're within the year on most mm-hmm. areas. They do, and they update them quite, quite, yeah. uh, quite often. Uh, I actually have a gold claim near Lake Santa Margarita, so we use that to help look at the uh, the different terrains up there and mm. uh, and and map out where we think water has moved. Big water has moved, but you can use that, translate that into your lake, and actually take handwritten notes. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think we've covered a little bit about it, but Mark, 
or excuse me, I'm, I'm saying Mark because uh, Mark's going to be joining us. Why don't we go ahead and bring Mark Lesane from Bass Angler Magazine into the party? Mark, you there? I'm here. I'm okay. here. How you guys doing? Oh, we're Great. doing fantastic. You. You know, uh, you've heard just a little bit, but what we're talking about is the after the drought. And, you know, we're right now we're talking about the western United States, which I'm sure you're familiar with, and about the good news, bad news. Right through, We're suggesting anybody that can go out and take a picture of their favorite fishing hole, take a lot of pictures and get triangulation so that you can actually see the bottom of the lake. So when the water fills up, you know exactly what's down there. Well, it's nice. You know, with the newer, with the newer units now, you know, like I have Garmin on my boat. You can just drive up to a spot and you can look up the hill and all you have to do is just bird your cursor over there and hitting a button and you can save a waypoint and then you can put a little note next to it and you can say, uh, oh, you know, idea. a rock pile or a tree underwater. And then if you want, you know, you can take a picture of it or take a little video, but that, you know, that really helps a lot. <clears throat> yeah. So this is, uh, you know, you know, good news, bad news. And in some ways it's a blessing, but, uh, and then, well, um, what we're going to do is let's finish up on the West coast and then we're going to take a break and then we're going to, See if we can, Mark, uh, come back with us and, and talk a little bit more about what's happening. Of course, they've already got their water back there. Yeah, and I don't, <laughs> you know, I mean, they're fishing in the streets, I guess. <laughs> a few places are really a lot of water. Yeah. You know, but, a couple a couple of years ago, we had a, um, a fish die off at Clear Lake, and the fishing got just horrible, you know, but, and then the shad died, and a lot of things happened. So it, it was similar to a drought, um, you know, because a, a lot of the good fish died. And it took about, oh, probably about three years, and then you had a lot of two- and three-pound fish um, after that happened. So, you know, it really only takes a couple years. Um, You know, of course, you don't want to wait a couple years, but it takes a couple years after, you know, after like a major catastrophe for the fishing to really come back and and get good. And the good news is is that it's generally way better than it was before. Okay. Well, we're going to come up to the break right now. Uh, Ken, can you hang around for a little bit? Absolutely. Okay, and Mark, I know you can, so and uh, we're, we're going to be here. So let's take a quick break, and uh, let's see if we can kind of cover the West a little bit and then move east. <clears throat> you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan, Mark O'Farrell, um, Mark, and Ken. We'll be right back. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. First named La Paz in 1566, the fourth largest municipality in Mexico still has a provincial Mexican atmosphere. On the Sea of Cortez, the most biodiverse body of water in the world, La Paz has year-round world-class fishing. With a rich history of pearls, pirates, and legendary fishing, La Paz in Baja Sur makes for the perfect fishing vacation. Spring in La Paz, you catch Trophy Pargo, Giant Yellowtail, and Sierra. Find more at VivaLaPaz.com. Viva La Paz! Bass Angler Magazine simply brings you more. If you want to learn the latest technique, start winning tournaments, or just catch more bass, then Bass Angler Magazine is for you. Go to www.bassmag.com, click on the order link, and use the promo code FBR. Go to www.bassmag.com, Bass Angler Magazine, bassmag.com. It will be the best $20 you've ever spent. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan, and we got a party going on. We got Marco Farrell sitting here next to me, and then by way of electronic transmission, we have Ken from Rocky Mountain Recreation, and then we have Mark Lassane, editor, publisher, um, janitor. Um, writer for Bass Angler Magazine. By the way, let's give a plug for Bass Angler Magazine. This is uh, He's been around for a while and is very well established, and it's a great magazine. And the website for that, Mark, is? It's BassMag or BassAnglerMag.com. Okay. Yeah. When they go to that, can they find a lot of the stuff that's in the magazine? You know, you find some of the stuff that's in the magazine. We're working on, uh, you know, bringing along more electronic content, but, you know, that's kind of a, a, a work in progress, you mm-hmm. might say. Pretty big job to, to get all that, mm-hmm. you know, from, you know, one place to the other to, yeah. to load it all up digitally. Well, the so digital, we're working on it. Yeah, the digital generation certainly is making an effect. I mean, you know, um, and it's not just kids that are doing it now. I mean, even even us old folks are starting to starting to use this stuff. Sure. But, you, uh, you know, we do have a we do have an app version. You can find it at the App Store or on Google Play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you can find it there, and you can read electronically. Mm-hmm. Just moving the stuff over to the website is uh, is somewhat of a task. So well, we're working Mark, on that. Marco just mentioned we were talking about using uh, NOAA, um, 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 yeah, SST from uh, uh, what is that? Uh, uh, anyway, I'll think about it in a second. Um, weather the underground, the W weather underground, weather underground yeah. and the sea surface temperature from Terrafin. Terrafin, yeah. And so there's a lot of stuff that's available, and it keeps getting better all the time. 
But you know, I don't know if it means people are catching more fish or not, but certainly gives them a lot more information. But we're talking about the West Coast. Let's go farther up maybe into uh, Oregon, Washington, Ken. Of course, you know, they, Northern California has, has been in a drought. And then, of course, Washington, it always rains there, so that's not a problem. <laughs> but, uh, and then in Northern Oregon. But, you know, they've got, actually, there's a big fire, I think, up in Southern Oregon. So they're, they're going to be affecting the same way. Now, we talked about the lakes, um, Ken or, or Mark. What about the streams? You know, we talked about the lakes when they fill up again with all this drought. We've got this new vegetation that's underground. But what about the rivers and streams? Is there any, any effect that's going to have? You know, as far as the bass are concerned, you know, bass are going to they're going to move shallow. When you have a lot of rising water, most of those bass are going to move up shallow. I mean, unless you're talking wintertime, it's really cold. So we're talking about other than wintertime, and it's water's a little bit warmer. Even if it's dirty and muddy, those fish are going to move up shallow. Um, you know, and then there are certain places you want to look for them. Uh, you know, if you if it floods and it floods a big old giant flat field, that's probably not the place to look for. You're gonna you want to look for places that have um, little isolated spots, maybe with some isolated cover, somewhere where you think a, a bass might be able to hang out for a little while, rather than a big flat. But mm-hmm. One thing to know is when, when the water's moving, when the water's coming up, the bass are coming up at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just curious. Now, when you get this water but torrentially that's moving downstream, does that wash the fish down with it, or are they just able to hunker in? You know, I mean, the fish can get out of the current. If you've ever uh, uh, scuba-dived, even in the ocean, you know, with the big currents, when you get down near the bottom, um, there's really not much current. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those those fish can get down. They can get out of it. They're not getting washed down, you know, not like a, a bug or something that fell in. Yeah. They can they can get down and stay out of it, you know, pretty much wherever they or want. Car washing downstream, yeah. <laughs> right. But, uh, so, and then as far as when the, when the waters start to subside, um, and we're talking about rivers and streams, when the water begins to subside, uh, what, what, what is that going to be doing for us? You know, then the, when it starts to fall, I think I think the fish get a little bit nervous. You know, it's kind of like here in your house, and the roof is the roof is coming down. You know, you want to get out of there. You're getting out of there, and they go out and they move out and they kind of suspend. Um, you know, where they're really not so shallow. So when it's the water's coming up, they're moving up shallow. They're pretty much on the bank. When it's moving, when it's falling, they're moving out. They're suspending. You know, so if you can find you know, some vertical structure, some bridge piling, some big rocks, things like that. That's where you're going to find the bass. Mm -hmm. Now, Ken, you do a lot of lake fishing, uh, and I I know that you'll fish anywhere. And uh, and Jason on the Stardust said one time he'd fish for for guppies in in a mud puddle. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, I have done uh, a lot of stream fishing in my day. You know, that's where I grew up fishing uh, trout in the Sierras and the streams, and um, the first thing that comes to my mind is if you have high water, I think, again, that's going to create a lot of habitat, especially in the form of, like, undercut banks, which trout cannot resist. Mm-hmm. Um, undercut banks, it's going to expose. You cut new channels. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of things like that can happen. It's really going to, I think, uh, improve the habitat. And, and I'll tell you, if you ever trout fish, there's nothing like an undercut bank. You, I mean, it's almost a, a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, you go to the Owens River, you see it all the time. Yeah. And especially with high water, a lot of runoff, I think that's really going to create a lot more habitat and, uh, you know, really fishable stuff. Well, you know, one of the, the things that I never quit understand, and I do it the same thing, 
um, if you're fishing from the bank and the fish are right underneath you, you don't even think about dropping your line there. You always want to throw it as far as you can because you know that's where they are, right? That, that, that's that's always, the difference between a shore angler and, a, and a, somebody in a boat. Well, yeah. <laughs> that now, see, the thing is, is that the people in the boat try and throw it out towards the boat. The people in the boat try and throw it towards the bank. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, there's, you know, I used to use the technique to get underneath undercut banks, which works really well always for me. And, again, I use the Oaks River, uh, River for an example is I just use a Colorado spinner, which I don't know if anybody knows what that is. It's just basically a, a small spinner blade on a swivel. No no weighted body like a rooster tail or anything like that. Mm. Really light. And if you backpedal your spinning reel, you can slowly back that thing right under these undercut banks and just uh, rail them, mm. and which is no always good was a good technique to use. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but you can sink anything down there. You get any kind of lure underneath those, those banks like that. It's, like I said, it's money. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to be fair to the, everybody in the country, um, what uh, let, let's talk a little bit about maybe about Texas. They went through a drought, and you know, and then uh, you know they got their rain, and then of course in the Upper East, you know, they're you know they're deluged. Uh, Mark, do you want to mention anything about that? You know, I, I think a lot of those places back east, you know, West Coast, we don't have it so much because the water fluctuates a lot here. You know, so we don't have the flooded parking lots and the picnic tables floating and all that stuff. But back east, they have several places that are like that. And, uh, you know, talking to a lot of the pros that fish back there, I mean, it's just kind of like the streams. Those fish are, those fish, when the water comes up to the picnic tables, them fish are moving right up under, under them. So, you know, you just want to look for that shallow cover and follow those fish up, you know, mm-hmm. as, the, as the water's moving up. So you can even, even in flooded areas, you can still fish. A hundred percent. You know, you just all you want to do is, you know, you're kind of looking for structure that that it would normally hold a bass, um, and you're going to follow that structure up as the, as the water comes up. Hmm. Yeah, I would just think that you know if it's doing that because of the, the amount of water, then you you know you've got uh, ten times the amount of uh, water in the surface and still the same amount of, of fish. But you know, you're yep. saying if you look in the right place, you'll still find them. Right, right. And a lot of times when the water's moving up, this fish will be pretty active. So huh. you'll find them in places that, you know, that, that were high and dry yesterday. If they're wet water, they can have bass on it. You, you'd be amazed at how fast they move. You know, I used to think, well, this was not flooded. You know, this was dry last week, and there won't be any fish here. Well, I mean, those fish will move up overnight, you, huh. know, and, you know, and they'll travel a long ways, 100 yards or so, you know, without any problem at all. Hmm. So it's a little different. Don't be afraid to go shallow when the water's moving up and, you know, keep going up and, and looking for those fish. Well, that's, uh, you know, I wouldn't have thought about that. I would, I would, I would have believed that, well, you might as well uh, peck up your gear and, you know, wait for the spring. <laughs> but uh, so, and, you know, when the rains do subside, which looks like we're going to be getting them and it feels so subsiding, um, how long would it take for the water to kind of clear out a little bit and for, thing, and for the fish to get acclimated? You know, I mean, I guess every, you know, every piece of water is different. You know, if you're looking at, you know, like a mountainous reservoir, those that would tend to clear up faster, you know, rather than a, a low-lying one. Right, where the water's, where the water's you know, moving. Uh-huh. Right. If you got a lot of muddy water, you know, those fish, will, those fish could stay shallow. And, and like I said, but when the water starts receding, those fish get a little skittish and they, and they kind of move out and suspend. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, and as soon as the water stabilizes, 
you know, probably another day or so, then the fish will stabilize and they'll go back to their normal normal places. Well, will fish feed in murky water? Oh, sure. Huh. So you just, uh, they may not be able to find it as easy, but they still have to eat. Right. You know what? Bass are, bass really feed on sight a lot. You know, they have sense of smell and lateral lines and, you know, hearing and all that. But really, they use their sight. So when it's muddy, it's just a little harder to catch them. Okay. So you got to be a little bit closer to them. Well, we're going to be, uh, you know, finishing this segment up, but I want to make sure that everybody gets the recognition they deserve. Uh, Ken, you work for an outfit called Rocky Mountain Recreation. And, you know, Chet has, uh, what is it, seven different marinas? Something oh, we like have that? 17 lakes in California. 17. Wow. Okay. <laughs> So, the, and, you know, and they're all, they all have, most of them have marinas yep. uh, or boat rentals. Exactly. And if so, if you're going to be on the West Coast, um, Rocky Mountain Recreation, and the website for that is? Rocky, guess RockyMountainRecreation.com. Okay. Well, that's easy enough. Yep. If you can remember mm-hmm. Rocky Mountain and Recreation. Um, .com and find out what all they've got and where you're going to go. Start planning your trip. You know, it's not too late to start planning your spring trip also. And get some reservations because, uh, um, you know, this isn't going to last forever. And, and Hopefully this spring we'll have a lot of houseboats in the water and, uh, you know, a lot of places for people to go. Yeah. So we're looking forward. It's going to be a great year. It's going to be yeah, a great John, year. John, just a quick plug for this sure. lake. In case anybody didn't know, Santa Margarita is a small lake, but it is a trophy bass lake. That's why I came here, and it hasn't disappointed. Ten-pounders uh, can be caught. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're looking for a trophy... You know, you really don't have a lot okay. of options, Kelly. You gotcha. have Clear Lake, maybe the Delta, a couple right. other spots. But Santa a, Margarita is definitely it's a viable a, it's, option. Yeah, it's a beautiful spot, about halfway between L.A. and San Francisco, but it's a beautiful spot in the mountains right north of San Luis Obispo. And Mark, BassAnglerMag.com? BassAnglerMag.com. So anybody want more information, just go to the websites, buy the magazine, uh, call Ken, make some reservations, and uh, uh, enjoy the fishing. It's going to be a great year. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Wormer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members 
tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Want to add more excitement behind the wheel? Choose Shell V Power Premium Gasoline and experience a drive that comes alive. Shell V Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. And now you can save big on Shell fuels. Just sign up free for the Fuel Rewards Network program and receive at least $0.03 per gallon instantly on every fill-up. For full offer and details, visit FuelRewards.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Cutthroat, northern pike, largemouth, speckled trout, dorado, coho, flying fish, walleye, bonefish, sunfish, codfish, monkfish, shark, barracuda. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. Um, I just have to make a quick comment. When we do this show, uh, I'm not saying we don't do any preparation for it, but you never really know what's going to happen. But I know if you get the right people on as guests, and this is this has been a great show. You know, we've been kind of a singular topic that we've been working on, but I think it's important, and hopefully people some, you know, it's not that so much that they, um, we've been teaching them things they didn't know, but we're trying to bring it to the top of the mind, especially when we're talking about the safety issues when you're out in the fall, and if you're going to be um, in, going to the mountains or going out in the water, it is, things can change in a hurry, and you've got to be prepared. And if, you know, when you're out in the water, everything looks good. And then you're two hours from shore, and you know some weather comes up, and you go, "Uh oh!" <laughs> you know, you you want to make sure you got the basic necessities. And Marco, what would you say those are? Um, I'd say you know all your standard life jackets for everyone. Uh, Noisemakers, whistles are really good mm-hmm. because uh, you'll you'll lose your voice in about eight minutes yelling? of oh. yelling, but you can blow on a whistle all day long, t- mm. and uh, whistles going to travel further than your voice will. Ooh, good, good point. Yeah, and that's that's uh, not only on a boat, but hiking or anywhere. That's really that's, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, safety whistles should be a part of everybody's. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. should be in your pocket everywhere you go. Okay. That's so a good one. and then the obvious things, you know, the fire extinguisher and the and flotation and the radio yeah. and the backup systems if you can. They uh, they also have flashlights. A, a, they've really come down in price. I think they're only about a hundred bucks, and I think it's nine bucks a month for these personal, basically e perbs. Um, oh, and uh, and the, you can use them on land too. You can use them on land, and the neat thing is you can track where you're going. So every ten minutes, it'll put a dot on a map, and yeah. you can share it with your friends. Oh, and yeah. say, hey, I'm going to go do this hike, um, and I'll uh, you can you can follow me, mm-hmm. and then they're uh, three they different exactly where you are. Yep, and then you can push a, an emergency button, and they will send uh, no matter where you are in the world, they will send the local rescue search and rescue to come and find you. Wow! So I that, didn't that's know called that. the spot. The oh yeah, spot. yeah, 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 yeah. That's been around for some time. Apparently, yeah. it's gotten better. It's gotten a lot better. So, wow. in fact, you now now they've got a service where you can text message no matter whether you have service or not. It'll mm-hmm. uh, send out a small text to your uh, mm-hmm. your contacts. So. Yeah, fishing's good or broke my leg or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> send okay. beer. Send and, beer. And, and then, uh, um, uh, Mark, do you have any any quick tips for uh, this coming season or uh, making sure that you don't get yourself hurt out there? 
You know, a, a first aid kit is a is a big thing. You know, you want to carry a first aid kit, a rope, and, and you know what? There's a those yellow beacon devices that I take every time I go out saltwater fishing, and and you just buy it. It's about three hundred dollars, and then you register it. And if you ever fall in the water out there, all you have to do is flip this thing up, and it calls the Coast Guard. Okay. Uh, I guess kind of like uh, kind of like the device you're talking about, but yeah. you don't have to pay a monthly fee for this one. Gotcha. On yeah. and uh, make you know make sure your boat you're going out on is <laughs> is at least seaworthy. Because Coast Guard doesn't check private boats. And then, Ken, you know, you can even get yourself in trouble in a lake. Oh, no doubt about it. And all these uh, things these guys have been mentioning are all wonderful uh, life-saving tools to have on you. And, um, you know, I always think about being out there and having a magnifying glass. I mean, you know, it can get wet all day long. You can still start a fire with it as long as it's Wow, because, you know what, we ought to write a book about this. There's all kinds <laughs> of stuff I never even would have thought of. <laughs> Well, I was hiking yeah. as a kid. I always carried one with me just in case. You never know. Wow. we gotta, we got to make up a list of all this stuff. <laughs> we'll put some of those on the uh, Facebook page. Okay. Fish, well, uh, Fish Marco, Talk Radio Facebook why don't page. I put you in charge? You can listen to the show and write down all this stuff and just put together a list uh, for the lakes, rivers, and streams in, in the backcountry. Yeah, I'll That'd put be invaluable. something out there. Yeah. That'd be invaluable. That'd be great. Well, this has been, sure been a whole lot of fun. We appreciate you guys coming in. And then it's BassAnglerMag.com. RockyMountainRecreation.com and start planning your trips. And uh, to, by, by the way, you can also buy the magazine. You can even advertise in it if you want. But uh, he does a great job. Marco, thank you very much. I and, enjoyed uh, it. Ken, we appreciate thank you, you coming in. All right. Yeah, it looks like we're getting kicked out of here, but we really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Make sure you go to fishtalkradio.com. You can listen to the show as many times as you want. If you miss something or you want to go over it and over it and over it, you can do that. We appreciate that. Fish Talk Radio, we'll talk to you real soon. You gone fishing.